That was the chair. <laughs> that was not me. I hate that everything is picked up on this mic. Must be Thor. Because it can pick up anything. Why is it that when, as soon as the mic goes on, you're normal, right, and everything's fine, and then all of a sudden you're like, dad jokes activated. I feel like that's mean regardless, like neutral. That's you regard like neutral? Mm-hmm. I don't think as much as when you know somebody's listening. Everyone's always listening. Someone's always listening. Big brother? You're never alone when you're with God. <laughs> that's not this kind of podcast. So what were we talking about earlier? You were talking about how, like, in movies, when <laughs> in movies, whenever there's pets involved, uh-huh. they never show the owner like feeding them or walking them. Uh-huh. Except for like, except for movies that their pets. main thing is about yeah. pet. Like I Am Legend, no, <laughs> like, like Marley and Me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Bolt. I think I think of that, but I think of you think you think. I'll see myself out. I think I think of, fuck, I can't even say it anymore. I think of, like, there's so many movies like that where they disregard, like, the need to, like, pee or, like, do general things. It's like, oh, it doesn't exist in this world. Yeah, I guess it doesn't really show that it's fun. Like, I I think I did that with, like, The Last of Us. When I played through it, I was like, Jesus, does my character ever need to go to the restroom? And, of course, there's, like, cut scenes or, like, cut parts where I just jump to a scene. But, like, it happens, you know? Yeah, it's mandatory to go you to the restaurant. You need to do it. Same thing for pets. You I mean, to... the most realistic game now then would be probably like Sims. Yeah, I mean, you walk your pets there, right? Well, yeah, but like if you don't piss, like you just like shit on the floor. Or oh, another one would be Secret Life of Pets. I guess they are forced to show. Yeah, but it's about pets. So I'm talking about like those like rom-coms where they're like, oh my God, the rom-coms piss me off when they're like doing stuff and they, they're not working at all. Like they never have a job. Isn't there a movie we just saw where there's a pug? And then, yeah, yeah, the the ugly truth. Doesn't she have like a pug? No, she has a cat. Where the fuck did you get a pug? No, not ugly truth. The one with we saw with, uh, made in Manhattan. Same chick. Jesus, what's J Lo? J Lo. The movie we saw, she has a pug, and then the pug takes the where she was gonna go on a date, a cute date, and it's like. The last movie we saw with that was... Where's the one where she gets pregnant? Monster-in-law. Where's the one where she gets pregnant and she wasn't supposed to? The backup plan. Oh, She has a pug in that pug. one. Yeah, the, back- yes. yeah, the pug that's, there you go. that's like uh, in a little mini like wheelchair. Yes, thing yes. There you go. I was like, not... Yeah. Well, that one's fine. Also, she has a pet store in that one too. So she's literally... Yeah, but they never show her feeding it or walking the Yeah, but pug. that's... No, I'm talking about the ones where it's like... Yeah, the pets... Oh, man, there's no need to show the pet. We're talking about movies. Good movies don't show stuff that's not needed, right? But like... There's something where it's like, I'm a work woman and this, this, and that. But then the whole movie is about how her love life. And then you're like, you see her doing things. You're like, Jesus, I can't get a day off. How how does she get a day off to like fall in love? Okay, so you want to take it to the extent of like just natural. They never show movies that people doing normal things or what they're supposed to be doing. I don't want I was to just taking it, it the route of like pets not being walked and fed. Like but I that, care but that about the pet. Me. Oh, oh. But you're taking up the whole, like, in movies, they never show them doing human people well, things. it's not like I get mad, because it's like, that needs to happen, right? Because movie-wise, like, are you going to be really entertained watching them do all that shit? No, but just give me, like, three minutes. They do. They give you, like, the minute of them, like, oh, look, I'm in the office, and I'm a big-time news reporter, and I'm yeah, working so well. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, they never work. Which is like that rom-com parody that... 
what's her name does rebel wilson the one that we actually oh kind of like, don't get me started fuck off that one she it calls it out she's like do we ever do y'all do anything besides like what is that even called again the follow movie? each other around um love love oh <laughs> i don't remember the name honestly with her and freaking the guy that has the same name as the maroon five lead singer adam devine Adam Devine. Yeah, that's the actor's name. Adam Devine? Oh, Is it yeah. Adam Devine or Adam Devine? Devine? Because the one from Maroon 5 is Adam Levine. Yeah. But this guy has Adam Devine or Devine, yeah. whichever way you pronounce it. I He's also in the Red Rebel Wilson. Liam Hemsworth. And I was like... No, not at all. Speaking of Liam Hemsworth, his brother was in this movie that we're going to talk about. So... <laughs> it's a horrible segue. <laughs> it's a good transition. Hey, guys. Hey. Welcome back to the Wrong Opinion Podcast episode two hi how are y'all doing wow we hit the five minute mark exactly that's beautiful um today i mean we just finished phase one last time right your last episode uh obviously we're gonna go over phase two and finally start talking about some good shit (laughs) phase two of the mcu that is (laughs) would you say that's better than phase three well i know it's too early but just quick question like no no okay well then we get into that point where I kept saying that phase one, you can never, like, just review it on its own. Because it's it's a lot of origin stories, and origin stories are already hard to to review. Because it's just, like... It's a lead-up. It's a lead-up, yeah. So it, it doesn't have a lot of the stuff you, you want, because if you don't... If you don't include the stuff that they're trying to put in there, like, the whole, like... I don't know, the conflict that they went through or whatever it is or their, like, ex-partner that, like, hurt them. I'm talking about Iron Man, basically, at this point. But, sure. like, all that stuff. So, and we went over it, so... Okay. So, and then, like, with Phase 2, it's going to be more of, like, something we can actually look at. And then if you're talking about, like, why Phase 3 is better, I think it's only because... Well, how can you not look at Phase 3 and be like, oh, my God, it's everything that came together. Why wouldn't you love it? But, like, how can you look at those movies and really separate them from... And we're not from even that? talking about... Because you said, oh, my God, it's better. Well, yeah, it's, it definitely is. But it's at that point, it's just better. Like, it, it's just all around better writing, better everything. Well, I mean, that's it's not because we like them. Well, no, that has to do with it, right? That's what I'm talking about. Like, it is better because it has gotten better. The people who exactly. worked on it came up with better ideas, for sure. But, like, aside from that, you feel like, what if it's better also because it's just, like, the hype. Like, it's, like, all the movies coming together. But I can't even say that because it, it is it is better. Like, it is, and I I, I don't know. It's going to be hard to, yeah, you have a, to a go bias. over that. Um, yeah, like, an internal, like, unconscious bias that I'm not going to be able to control. Because it's just, mm-hmm. like, I feel that way in my it's soul. What, it's just what you like. But back to this shit. So, Phase 2 includes Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. Thor the Dark World, Captain America Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy 1, uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, yep. and Ant-Man. Correct. So, honestly, some pretty fucking... So, you could say Phase bops. 2 is good. It's, it's, they're all bops. bops. Like, they're all fucking... Well, not all. Well, where I, I've seen that tweet where it's like the three... The third parts of their... Knowing they're the best parts of their trilogies. Iron Man 3... And then, like, the thing is, the only bop would not be Dark World, which 
I understand. I don't understand why people don't like it, but you don't understand why people don't like it. Mm-mm. What does that mean? Like you don't get their argument? Yeah, well, I don't think I've heard a, an argument in general. I just hear like it sucks. But I don't want. We can talk about it right now. But in general, yeah. No, I'll break it down for you as to why that movie sucks. Don't worry. I'll not, teach you. Okay. Not I'll yet. teach you well, the right way. Just hold on. Hold on to that. Hold on. Okay. So general feelings, strongness. I, I mean, honestly. This is where it all started coming together in that Marvel feeling where that we get now, you know? Well, this is when it became Marvel Studios. Yeah. Because before it wasn't Marvel Studios. Yeah, yeah. It was Marvel. Exactly. In association with Marvel. Do you remember what year that happened? Or No. no? But the first one to show Marvel Studios uh-huh. was Thor Dark World. Oh, okay. That's why if you watch anything before Thor Dark World, the opening sequence, like to show the logo of Marvel, it's still like the comic book spinny mm-hmm. in like 2D. Can you can you do that again? Okay. Where in Thor Dark World it does a 3D Marvel Studios yeah, pickup. Yeah, like with all the faces in it. No, that's even later. That's oh, wow. with uh, Doctor Strange, I think, in Phase Three or Civil War, where it does the showing scenes from all the other movies oh. and all that stuff, so and then it goes it? back oh, to it's Marvel like comic scenes in the Marvel. Yeah, one so there's okay. been three different logos, and this Marvel Studios was the second logo, logos? and it was released with Dark World. You mean animation intros? Yeah, animation intros. Yeah, that's um, right. Um. And then another thing is that we, this phase two, another strong reason, which is weird because we also said, why is the first one bad? Was because of what? Because it was origin stories. Right. Right. But there's three origin stories in phase two. So riddle me that, bitch. There's three. Isn't there three? Oh, no. just kidding. I'm a liar. Who? No. no. Well, it, no, it's just two. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. And even then, it's not even two. It's just one. Bitch, Guardians of the Galaxy is still a fucking entrance. Right, right. No, no, what I mean is Ant-Man. I was going to argue that Ant-Man I wouldn't consider an origin story, which is what I was telling you I... when we were watching it. Okay, but it's still... You know what I mean? That's the only... Well, introduction to... Okay, yeah. It's introduction. An intro- okay, not an origin story, but yeah, an, introduction. an introduction to a new character. So why sure. do we... Yeah. Tell them. Tell the audience. Why don't we consider Ant-Man an origin story? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Ant-Man, if you watch it carefully and analyze it, it's not an origin story. One, because, I mean... It's not an orgy story? It's not an orgy story. There's only, like, very few people for it to be considered an orgy. But not because the whole Hank Pym was already Ant-Man, so it doesn't count because Paul Rudd is not... I mean, Scott Lang is not the second Ant-Man. But what I consider is, even when Scott is given the suit, it's not like... Like, he trains for what? A 15-minute montage? A 10-minute montage? And that's it. So, what I'm trying to say is that, like, it, like okay, if you look at Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, they took the whole movie to become that character. Mm-hmm. Where Scott Lang, Paul Rudd, is just, like I said, it just took him a little bit to practice. So, and he was already like, yeah. oh, I'm going to fight this awesome. Avenger. I'm going to fight this Fal- this uh, character Falcon mm-hmm. at Avengers headquarters. I'm going to do all these things and stuff. It took him 15 minutes which, to which become is exactly what I said. Ant-Man. I That's why I don't consider it an origin it, story at all. But it's still an origin story. It still counts. In general, I know what you're talking about, and I know what you mean, but like, it's an origin story. Whatever, like, mm-hmm. just that's it. I understand because he's not the first wa- wa- uh, wasp, whatever. They're not the first because I liked that that they said it more as like a passing on the torch thing, and they said it more as like there was an Ant-Man and wasp but that, that yeah. existed, and this is just like the new version. It was interesting. I love the take that they took. Like, I, I the take that they took. I love what they did with that, and I loved that they did that because. That is how you do an interesting, fast-paced, without skipping over anything, origin story. 
like I, and I'm not gonna say it's exactly the formula, but that was one of the reasons where like why was Iron Man one not that good? It just took so long to get to that point. Sure. And this one somehow, some way, you know, I mean, obviously you can watch the movie, you can be like, well, they did it like this. Mm-hmm. But like there's a formula to everything and you really think like, how do they get that formula to Ant Man to get it to that shit. I'm getting so excited. <laughs> To get it to that point, like how did they get it to that point, to where it was, where it was it watchable? It was, and not to mention, it's everything about it, right? It's we're already talking about like our favorite, like that's Ant Man. Honestly, is not my favorite, but it's still really fucking good for being an origin story. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just like how you can imagine how hard it is to be able to tell a story like that. It be funny and interesting, yeah, and like include already it wasn't too fast to, for him to go into the avengers mm-hmm. and you introduce like way like so many new characters that you fucking fell in love with especially to come off i don't know if you remember but ant-man came out two months exactly right after oh yeah. age of ultron so especially coming from age of ultron yeah. seeing a huge another build-up movie exactly. introducing three more characters into the avengers with war machine falcon and vision not introducing them but like Bringing them together, Into the plus Scarlet yeah. Witch, plus Quicksilver, mm-hmm. all that build-up, huge movie explosion and everything, and coming right after that with Ant-Man was a huge risk. It was a huge risk, and it still did very well. I I think it was a strong. Okay, well, I mean, strong hit. Exactly, yeah. And so it's just kind of like, oh, it was supposed to be like a fun movie, and then everyone's like, holy shit, this is a this is a good movie. That's that's exactly why. I mean, Ant-Man, and I give it. So props. before we get more into that, because I mean, we can go on for Ant-Man, but um. Let's start from the beginning. So, like, let's talk Iron Man three. Why was it? It's such a good movie. It's a very, it's a Christmas and movie. That's I why I like it. I want to start to bring up. It's not a Christmas movie. It's definitely a Christmas movie. It was a movie set in Christmas. It's not a fucking Christmas. AKA movie. A Christmas movie. So Harry Potter is a Christmas movie. Tell me why Freeform always plays it during Christmas time. Because Freeform knows that kids are always home and they're the ones that watch Harry Potter the most. Which is and not they're for marketing kids. smartly, bitch. I'm just saying there's no, a Christmas. No, no, no. And everybody says Sound of Music is also a Christmas movie and it's fucking Yeah, that one's, that one's funny when people say that. I literally did that, oh my God, traumatic moment here. I just remembered I the first time I ever told somebody, because I told them it's a Christmas movie because it's always been labeled as one, even though I know for a fact there's no Christmas in it. Mm-hmm. But it's been labeled one, Sound of Music. I showed my, what is it, my, my fourth grade teacher. I was like, let's listen to this Christmas movie. And she was like wanting people to bring Christmas movie, And I didn't have one. I just had Sound of Music. And she's like, this isn't a Christmas movie. What's wrong with you? And I was like in fourth grade. And I just started crying. And I was just like. <laughs> That's very funny. So I'm going to tell you. Iron Man 3 is not a fucking Christmas movie. Get over it. Well, we'll, we'll see what our listeners have to say about oh that. Oh my God. You know, and another thing. So I want to bring up this, this like theme. And I think it honestly was a theme throughout phase two because there's a lot of different storytelling ways that you explain a conflict right in Mm -hmm. movies and films and stuff like that um conflict against environment you know the you've heard the ones right conflict person gets internal conflict external conflict and then within those two there's always subcategories more there's well not subcategories but there are like i'm i'm read a little bit but it's like some that get more intricate about it yeah like with internal like you said like i guess subcategories right and this one has a lot of internal, right? Whereas there is a clear villain in the movie that was not the focus of it, you know? Mm-hmm. So in Iron Man 3, the clear villain is Killian, right? That's his name? Yeah, Killian. the Mandarin. And the Mandarin or whatever. Fucking, what's his name? The Mandarin? Yeah, the real name. 
What do you? The Mandarin, the actor that the not the actor that plays him, but the actor that plays the Mandarin. Oh, like uh, Kevin, it's like oh my god, Greg or something. No, Trevor, like Trevor, Trevor or something, which is played by Ben Kingsley. So ben it's an actor Kingsley's playing an actor. So awesome. So yeah, I was kind of sad about that, and I was also kind of happy because Ben Kingsley is really, really one of my favorite actors. Honestly, one of my top because he's been one of my favorite Shakespeare films. But I've always known him to be really like seriously i didn't like the way they address this whole thing I, with him i know i didn't, didn't like it i loved it because i think it was funny that he's always been known for playing seriously exactly funny characters and i think it's cool that they just did like a a kind of like turn this, it around on you well no they did the same thing but like they did turn it around on you as like the audience but like as far as ben kingsley's characters go i was like ben kingsley playing a, a bad guy like, he's got to be funny. And the way the trailer was real, like, they'll never see me coming. That's like, a very quotable trailer from Iron Man 3. Yeah. I can quote, I think the most quotable trailers in the MCU is Iron Man 3, Age of Ultron with the, Wasn't there the are one no strings you kept on me, and then uh, Infinity War. Ooh, there are no strings on me. It's such a, oh Anyway, um, no, I hated the approach that they took because in the comic books, the Mandarin's always the Mandarin. Like, he's serious and that's it. Mm-hmm. And the whole MCU did the, well, actually, we wanted to pull a fast one on you and make it an actor and then the whole time the real mandarin was this bad guy and stuff like but that's where you come up with the internal conflict right whereas the fact is it it was it was relating to him to himself to to tony right because the whole point of the movie was not this whole thing happening with killian it was tony pushing away his past and his past trauma right killian merely represented that past trauma where it was like I'm trying to fight against bad guys, right? That was like Tony's whole focus. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it's all inside. None of it's real. It's all in your head kind of thing, you know? And it was him and his anxiety. And I really like, just damn, I just got stupid deep for no reason. <laughs> but I just think like Killian revealing himself as the Mandarin was just kind of like, it's always going to be your own people. And it's something you need to recognize that like your actions w- will reflect and will will make, you know, Mm-hmm. The world no, I mean, all of, you decide all of Iron Man's villains have always been either people that he's worked with or indirectly worked with. Yeah, but this so. one was different, you know? Like, yeah. something about this was really... Like, him having... Okay, I'm not going to say I liked it, obviously. But, like, I thought it was interesting that Iron Man had was having anxiety attacks. Mm-hmm. Because you recognize the fact that he's still a fucking human that went into space and fell out with of the nuke. sky with a fucking nuke and was just going to be like, oh... Let's get shawarma, you know, like, no, he has clearly some problems that he's like dealing with. And that I liked that they, they focused the movie on it, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, and I'll recall this back to like, like with Spider-Man Far From Home. It's just like, they did kind of a, a, a mirror effect where it's just like, the, the whole villain doesn't have to be an actual threat person you know what i'm saying like obviously he is a real threat he was gonna do some stuff whatever yeah but you knew he was gonna win what was the real focus is what what tony was gonna do after all this right blows up all the all the iron man suits and it wasn't about that i was kind of confused because i was like i mean he's still making suits. suits but the point was is that he wasn't like stressing about making the perfect suit he wasn't stressing about protecting he was moving on he was essentially just moving yeah on. and it was it was honestly interesting and so that's why the movie didn't end with him killing killing it ended with him blowing up shit you know and it was just like letting go and leaving his place and mm-hmm. all that and it was kind of an obvious one obviously because they mentioned it later like you know i'm you know i'm doing this or i'm doing that like i'm growing and it was just kind of like 
you had to address it because if you didn't put a movie in there about like somebody dealing with this shit, which is kind with of, everything that happened from the first Avengers, the yeah. stress that came with it, which is, I mean, that's where you go to Civil War later on. But like, let's talk about like with Age of Ultron. Like, you can, it's the same conflict there where it's just like they fucked up. Clearly, somebody was trying to mess with them. But in the end, it was literally like it felt like just Tony against Tony. Mm-hmm. I know it was Avengers, but it was all Tony's fault. Like. It was all his fault. I mean, everything revolves around him in a way. So, yeah, it's always going to be either his fault or him but trying to... But it was to... reasonable, though. It yeah. made sense why... I mean, and honestly, for a while, I totally forgot, totally, totally forgot until we rewatched it, that Scarlet is the one that goes up to him and makes him start thinking about the his all of his friends dying. Like, yeah, she's the one that puts the vision. The mm-hmm. Yeah, but then he, he acknowledges that it happens and he says, still... That was my vision. It was in my head already. She didn't have to do that for me to to be thinking this way. To be thinking like I need to protect the world. Well, and then we're getting to the territory of Infinity War. What he tells Thanos, "You're not the only one cursed with knowledge." Thanos tells that to Tony. Yeah, knowing more is like you're just freaking out. And then the same thing for Tony telling Doctor Strange in that same movie where he's like, "I've been cursed with Thanos for like the past six years. Mm -hmm. He's been in my head." I mean, we're just getting off topic, I guess, in a way, but. It all leads back to that. It's stress and anxiety and coming from it. But they do a really good job in Phase 2 in bringing that as a theme. Because it wasn't a theme before. No. The theme was always just like, protect the world. Make a team. Work together. And that thing is gone. Now we have like team conflict and like thoughts conflict. So then Mm -hmm. now we can go on to, to Dark World, right? So Dark World is where we start learning more about why Thor doesn't want to take on the role as king and why he doesn't want to to do these things and why he has such a conflict with like the way things are run because in the first one he is still a brat and he ends right. still kind of a brat right where he's just like i don't like he's just your beefy character that's what they need him yeah and i told you it was like that alien character kind of thing but now it's like oh i'm a character that's realizing that i want to see the world a certain way and I want to protect it, but I can't do it from a throne and I can't do that. You know, that typical son, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. which is fine, but it was just like, it was also an interesting, I, I don't know why, I guess here you can explain to me why you didn't like it because I still don't get it. Thor Dark World. Oh, I mean, I, first, first of all, first of all, for the people who say Thor Dark World suck because of the villain, the MCU is known for having bad villains. Well, if we're going to talk about that, then like, like it's just Killian horrible. was not that strong. That, that's what i'm saying like well i'm, I'm getting to that what it's i'm saying is dark world internal you can't conflict. say that because the villain sucked there was a bad movie no all of them have bad villains except for like so, two so you movies think that's what that was it that was the focus was the villain no what i'm saying is that you can't say dark world sucked because of the villain that's exactly mm-hmm. what i'm saying oh, okay. because all of them have bad villains so mm-hmm. that's a horrible argument it sucks because it doesn't do anything besides introduce what a new stone to the plot it didn't do anything else in the scene where Thor brings Jane into, like, Odin's book, I mean, room of, like, you know, relics or whatever, and Odin's like, it is said that my my father, your grandfather Thor, took the ether from the Dark Elves and all this stuff, and he's mm-hmm. just saying, building up this huge army, this whole from the Nine Realms, like, mm-hmm. Darkness World or whatever, never to be mentioned again or before then. Same thing for the Frost Giants, which happened in Thor 1. There's supposed to be this huge threat that the Asgardians yeah. had this war for years with. How come they never reference so it again? I think Dark Elves, same I think thing. it's honestly like the rating thing. Like that's, nobody liked it, so they didn't. That's why the Thor movies, in my opinion, and this is, I guess, more talking about. There's, 
they don't do anything besides a new stage for Thor to be and developed. The, the best story is the one where it blows up. Like, all they are, all they are, the Thor movies are for Thor to get like an upgrade, yeah. like a better look, more character development, and that's it. But all they're taking is passing the Thor character, mm-hmm. making him better. Nothing from the movies really like, m- not matters, but like, how can I say this? Like, if you don't see that movie and just read, it, it introduced the ether and Loki died, then you'll be fine. But he didn't even die. He dies yeah. and then, again, fake dies because he's the god of mischief. Well, you learn about... Don't you learn about him being... No, that's in Thor 1. We learn about him being... A frost giant. And yeah. again, we go back to Thor 1. I know we're supposed to be talking about phase 2, but look. The fact that Loki is a legit um, frost giant... They never bring it up. They never bring it up again. Yeah. That, because that storyline, the story of frost giants, didn't matter. They're that's, like, that's did not matter. That's another thing you mentioned in a lot of the movies when we were watching Phase 2 was that there were so many quirks and things about the heroes that we liked that never, never, that never get again. mentioned again. Because like Ant-Man's ability to control... Well, not control, but to tell them what to do or like help yeah, them out and all that stuff. it wasn't a lot of... All he did was in that movie. Hey, I can move ants well, with my... and Wasp. And Ant-Man and the Wasp a, a little bit. And then so with like with Loki, so they don't... But he could have used that in Civil War or in Endgame, but he didn't use it. He uses it in Avengers a lot, right? The whole like cloaking and pretending to be this person. Yeah, like Loki's powers, right? Making like little daggers, uh, hiding, pretending to be this person, cloaking himself as another person. He never uses it again really for like story purposes. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, that's what I'm getting at. Like in Avengers, he uses none of that. He had to use an army to do... All to attack these other things he couldn't do it himself which is like i don't know it made him look kind of well it made him vulnerable which is i guess what they were good trying to do because i mean we ended up liking him later on and obviously in thor dark world that was kind of weird too if you notice that thor dark world is supposed to be directly how long is it supposed to be like two years after new york you said it's uh two years yeah no thor dark world is two years because it's 2014 present time uh-huh. after avengers which is 2012 okay and so that seems like a long time right and he finally comes back so i never really understand why the fuck they made a big deal about breaking the rainbow fucking bridge bridge and then like it's like yeah, rainbow road we just needed a little that's where mario and peach and all them race rainbow road rainbow road rainbow road what i'm saying is that Thor's thor dark world confirmed. didn't do anything yeah besides introduce the stone loki died but not really and Thor just got developed. Not That's to mention it. there. Okay, so how many things were like, like literally not giving a shit about? Loki's actually alive. Even oh no, 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 no. Pop, 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 pop. Loki, Loki is alive, so it doesn't matter. Uh, Jane and him break up. Doesn't never matter. brought up again, except never in Age of Ultron. Where she gets the Nobel Prize and that's it. Okay, but that doesn't fucking matter. Like, does it exactly? It's story? just part of a joke. What else? There's, comic release there's scene. so many. Okay, the the nine realms. Them going to the full on, being able to like go through them in one like round. Nine realms doesn't matter. Um, and then not to mention everything after that is always space, 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 space. Like, you that's know, that's why not... Thor: Dark World sucks. Not because it has a bad villain, because it does nothing. Just but, this, but, just okay, like the same Thor. It Hulk, does nothing. Hulk does nothing. What the fuck is up with that? Juan, why is Hulk good if it does nothing? Well, that's what exactly what I'm saying. Because it was a super underdog. It did nothing because they decided not to follow up with it. The problem here is that with Thor 1, they decided to follow up to make Thor 2. And it still didn't do anything. Maybe if they did a good sequel for The Incredible Hulk, maybe okay, but that's I what we could argue. Think, I mean, it's a little early, but Thor 3... Really made up for both, but that's besides the point. And we'll get to that when we we'll talk about it, phase three. We'll get there when we get there. No, 
mean, like the thing is with Thor too. I think he still doesn't have his personality that we know and love, and that's why people don't like it. Like I said, I'm always gonna love Thor with all my heart, and that's always gonna be sure. one of mine. But actually, this is not my favorite in Phase Two. My favorite is definitely uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And Guardians I know of the Galaxy. You like Captain America: Winter Soldier a Cap- lot. Okay, so here's. <laughs> this is a sentence that will trigger a lot of people, but it's fine. That's the whole point. If we're going to kind of give a sneak peek or talk about the whole MCU at some point, I'm just going to say this flat out. Winter Soldier is for sure, in my opinion, the best MCU movie. And we can talk about it later as to why it is. Actually, that's when they introduce... It is the best one. Bucky, right? Yes. So there's Well, well, they introduce Winter Soldier. Yes, Winter Soldier Bucky, yes. But ever, right? Well, he's in Captain America First Avenger. Bucky, the character. Yeah, but not... Yeah, Winter Soldier. Yeah, So there's another introduction. Technically, technically, that's like so many main character introductions. I know he's not McMain main, but still, he's a he's a important character. Yeah, they introduced him in Falcon. So, like, you got Ant-Man, you got the Guardians of the Galaxy, all of them, and then you got Winter Soldier, like a full new character, and they were they were introduced so well, and that's why I think this, this is such a strong phase. Winter strong Soldier phase. is... And see, that that's the difference, which... People fail to think about whenever they, whenever you ask them anything. So, for example, let me ask you this. This is just an analogy that I'm trying to create with movies. So, it might not be a good analogy, but I'm just going to tell you. Okay. What's your favorite pizza place? Peter Piper Pizza. Peter Piper Pizza. Peter Piper Pizza is one of my favorite places. Uh But it's definitely not the best. Yes, it is. To us, because it's our favorite. But it's not the best, right? Okay. It's the same thing with these movies. My favorite MCU movie is a hard, super, comes close ant-man and doctor strange but i'm fully aware that the best mcu movie again people will not like this is winter soldier or far from home and i can give you x amount of reasons as to why they are both of them the best ones but they're not my favorite my favorite are ant-man and doctor strange now winter soldier winter soldier did everything that it needed to do and more Winter Soldier was about, what, Hydra still being out and alive, infiltrating S.H.I.E.L.D. and destroying it, right? It's a story, forget superhero society, it's a story about betrayal, about spies, it's a detective slash, like, action movie, like... Taking superheroes aside, it's just a very good film. Yeah, because it doesn't... They're chasing the not a lot good of guy. Like... The whole... Everyone's against the good guy in this one because they portray him as the bad guy, which is Captain America. They see okay. him as a vigilante or as... So you can not say vigilante, the same as thing a about... War... Uh, what are they called? A criminal, like a war criminal. Okay, but you can say the same thing about Iron Man. So that's another thing. Phase, phase two, it's also another thing about just different... Telling different stories, right? Like Iron Man 3 is one of those ones. It's very different. It's a story about internal conflict in a superhero... Mm-hmm. that you realize has choices and when a soldier it's a it's an internal conflict weird about like him becoming a fucking war criminal and realizing that even the company that you fucking work for could be bad and the same thing with um shit avengers ultra okay ultron is like it's the main one that explains like the shit you do is gonna come back and fucking haunt you mm-hmm. you know and that's interesting different and they did i think that was such a theme with phase two it was just so different yeah and then the same thing with Ant-Man. It's like, it's not an origin story. It's a pass the torch story. 
right? And, and it's a redemption story. He's redemption trying to redeem all his exactly. past mistakes yeah. as a criminal and, and, you, and you fucking love him. It's, burglar it's so and all different. this stuff to make it up for his daughter that he loves and yeah. part of be he wants to be part of his life, which is why uh, Hank Pym is like, here, I caught, I made this mistake too with my daughter mm-hmm. and I don't want you to go through that. It's a redemption story. Yeah, I mean, all phase two is And I guess all internal. Burns of Galaxy is like, that one's a whole nother level of different because it was just like, a lot of people, I mean, at least on my group of people I knew were just kind of like, What's Guardians of the Galaxy? Obviously, no one knew go, what they were I'm before this. I'm gonna go this. watch it, and I was like, "Oh, I've you know I've seen some comics and I've heard about it, but like it was never like a popular thing." No, not at all. But I think what made it awesome was like just the the movie making, the actors, everything, and just it, it really put it together and put that story. And now it's a it's a loved story. Now people lo- fucking after, love Guardians after of Guardians of the Galaxy was released. Those characters literally blew up. No, like no, literally blew up in the comic book industry, and they started <laughs> yeah. releasing one ofs and uh, one shots and more stories about the Guardians. Mm-hmm. The one you, literally, only the hardcore like super fans knew who they were. Because and it's because they're so so random, and it's also a space thing. It's not like anything you can relate to yourself. I mean, obviously, Peter Quill is like I can relate as a raccoon. Yeah, uh-huh. I know what he's going through. You can. Yeah. Why is that? Because I play Animal Crossing. Shout out, <laughs> Shout out to Tom Nook. Shout out to Tom Nook. Anyway, no, what I'm what I'm uh also gonna say <laughs> what I'm is that technically it's the first one that introduced a whole other superhero group that wasn't the Avengers. It's all five of them. Mm-hmm. It's five characters that they had to work with who had never been introduced before, right? Five characters. And they had to give them all personalities and they had to give them all characteristics and little short little backgrounds. Right? The main character is obviously Quill, Star Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Chris Evans. Jesus, not Chris Evans, Chris Pratt. <laughs> He's a main character. But they gave all the other ones like a small amount of time to introduce their backstory. Look at Rocket. He's like, I was experimented on. Like, I'm literally a monster. Like, that people make you know fun what? of me and they he call me a raccoon men- and no, they call me a rabbit and all stuff. It. He never mentions that he was experimented on. The only person who mentions it is uh, the police officer or the. No, he does mention it he when never- he's drunk. And he's fighting at that little bar area when him and Gamora are dancing outside, Star-Lord. And he goes back in and he's what like... What does he say, though? He's like, why are you, like... He's he, like, why no, are you getting he, mad? But he's he doesn't... Like, me- I'm talking about the experimenting thing. He never says, like, I was experimented on. He literally never says that. He just says, like, I'm just some freak. Oh, okay, okay. I see what you mean. Like, That's implied. It's, exactly. it's implied. And I'm, like, thinking about him, like, does he know that he was experimented on? Because he even thinks about it. He's like, what's a raccoon? You know, he's so confused. Mm-hmm. As to what it is, and so that's why I thought that was interesting that he never, if you really think about it, he never mentions it. Yeah, I mean himself. He talks about how he he knows he's a freak and people like like make fun of him and this this and that. But um, the only person who mentions that he was experimented on was the police officer, which they subtly give everybody a good backstory in this movie. Everyone, every single one of the characters in that freaking movie, they give them all a backstory, and they're you fall in love with them, every single one. And and it had. Guardians of the Galaxy had so much responsibility and it was a huge gamble and a huge risk that Marvel Studios did saying these guys no one knows about mm-hmm. let's give them a movie see how it works okay and but was it a risk because I mean they they did they know what the fuck they're doing well, at that point I understand but what I'm saying is literally that movie Guardians of the Galaxy was talked about so much afterwards mm-hmm. not only because it's a good movie you and like because it. it's funny yeah. but you know why everyone always brings it up it's soundtrack Oh, yeah. It was the first one to introduce, like, our people music our with people. songs. Like, us real world people oh, with songs yeah. that we know. Okay. Where all the other Marvel movies, they never play songs. They just, the soundtrack. Like, and the then, original soundtrack of their... And then you watch their... Endgame, and it's, like, also those kind of, that kind of music was brought into it. Mm-hmm. 
Which That's what I'm saying. Guardians of the Galaxy took a huge risk introducing characters, taking a new look with music but and all stuff. But okay, and it did such a good job it. at it. That's such a. That's those are all small things that brought such a beautiful, like big oh, man, a beautiful movie. It's such a good movie, and I remember when I first saw it, I saw my mom, and she was like, "I don't like this movie," and I was like, "I just don't think you know, you're not familiar with the characters." And then she watched it more, and she's like, "You know what? I I do like it a lot because you just like you fall in love with the characters. They're mm-hmm. also like." dumb and funny it was just so hilarious like it was just like i don't know i would say that that movie is more comedy than action i would argue that which is fine because maybe we needed right after winter soldier for sure let's have these fucking 12 million movies and like we'll have our one comic relief be that one movie and then like when he pulled the whole movie together that whole group was a comic relief Mm -hmm. you know in a lot of those scenes in infinity war and game so it's just like it was really interesting to bring these characters up and you know because you can't Ragnarok obviously did it, where it made it a comedy. But a lot of these other movies, you have to keep them serious. You got to keep them all the characters as funny as they can get, right? Where without losing to, their yeah, in their little quirks, you know, without losing their like seriousness. But like, let's pull out a full group that's just full on like jokes. Goofy. They're goofy. They are make you still cry because they're still so freaking deep. But their focus is like to make us laugh. They're hilarious. Yeah. And that's why the Guardians worked. Yeah. They took that gamble and it worked. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Honestly, it's one of my... It's my favorite. And then after that, I mean, group movie, they made a sequel to Avengers with Age of Ultron, which, I mean, goes back to what you were saying earlier. It's the whole... We have to deal with our mistakes, and that's why we... I loved that so much. What is it called? There's a saying, like... This is the first movie we saw together. This is the first movie we saw together at the movies. Age of Ultron. What was that joke we gave about? The, like, like, bunnies multiplying by bunnies? Like Christian rabbits. Christian rabbits. That's what Nick Fury says. Something, something about Christian rabbits. And I remember laughing so hard at the theater. And that one. Catholic is it Catholic or Christian rabbits? Let us know Catholic. in the comments. Let I'm us know. Sure, it's Catholic. There's a joke in there that he says Catholic rabbits or Christian comments. rabbits. I forgot what he says. I'm pretty sure it's is. Age of Catholic. Ultron was better than Avengers One, in my opinion. Oh yeah. I I can see Age of Ultron more times than I can see Avengers One. So I can't even finish strong. Avengers One anymore. Not to I don't mention like introducing it. a whole new character out of fucking nowhere that shit happened i was like what they're gonna bring this talking about vision? here yeah like who the fuck else am i talking about i mean i thought you were gonna mention ultron but no fuck he's a villain there's always gonna be new villains a new character that's like full-on like we're seeing well they introduced three not one so that's another huge like jump. oh yeah that's true that is so true well rip but yeah three I with Scarlet about, Witch, Quicksilver, and Vision. Yeah, and you know one thing that always pissed me off is Scarlet. Like, I think the way they made them hate Stark, it just kind of make it easily. Easily they transferred over to the Avengers side, but I don't know. That's me. But um, I mean, Age of Ultron was. I know it didn't so really. Important. It didn't really make sense how like these twins who have hated Stark since a while back because they, the Stark missiles, whatever, killed their family and killed. A lot of people they're like, no, we hate him. We're gonna sign. I mean, uh, side I, with Hydra they would and be with Ultron. with Ultron. And then out of nowhere, Tony's like, no, trust me, this will work. All right, no, cool. no, no, he didn't say that. I mean, <laughs> like what? No, fuck off. No, what really happened was she looked into the vision of uh, of she could finally see into Ultron. Ultron because died. he was more. And she saw the blowing up. Android. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with her seeing that and being like. No. I should probably get on to the other side because those guys will let me live at yeah, least. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I honestly, you know what I hate too is that we don't see a lot more of her powers. I know we see like the whole scenes in like phase three and stuff like that, whatever. 
But aside from that, I wanted more like witchy powers, like reading in people's minds powers. And I didn't see a lot of that. It was Riding always, a broomstick. It's all yeah. just telepathic shit. Fuck off. Fuck you. <laughs> more telepathic and telekinetic. Yeah. Moving stuff with her mind tricks and all this stuff. Yeah, no. I think with with Scarlet Witch, I think she's such an interesting character power-wise. You know? Like, it's super cool. It's just, like, telepathic. And then, like, is it Age of Ultron? No, it's that's Civil War because she does it later. But Age what? of Ultron, where... No, I mean, you just see more of her powers. Like, more of the things that she can do. Um, and the movements that she does with, like, controlling all of them. I mean, those scenes where you see all the Avengers vision i think that's one of my favorite scenes is where you where she goes by and she like touches her head and makes them see all these like dreams of their of their past mm-hmm. i thought that was super interesting and then you start to see oh and they're the... in wakanda what are you talking about where she's going i mean they're not in wakanda they're in like an african no. uh city when she's touching them to make them all see their vision oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's what that's what we're mm-hmm. talking about no in that yeah, because that's what they're talking to what's his name ulysses claw Andy Circus. Well, I was saying the character name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they no. weren't in Wakanda, my mistake. Yeah. They were in like some Clearly not in Wakanda. Um, Why would they be in African Wakanda? Thing. Well, because they mentioned Wakanda and they purposely mentioned Vibranium, which is what Ultron went there to get. That's why I confused it with I Wakanda. No, but remember that we always that I mean the point of Wakanda was that nobody could get in. That's what I'm saying. That's what I meant. I was like, what do you mean? They can't get in there. Yeah. They're not allowed. Those people. I think that was really interesting. New powers, new things, new fun stuff. I just, it was so cool. Like, it was just, it's such a good movie. Um, Vision, yeah, the idea good. of Vision being like a whole person that they fucking created, that's another stone. So, when were all the sto- stones introduced? We got. Well, the Tesseract was introduced. Well, the first like, one, okay. Ether. Oh, don't even get me started with that stone. Pause, pause, pause. Tesseract, yes, whatever. That's a dumb stone. We don't talk about it. So um, But first of all, first, first of all, um, at least in phase two, it's the ether, which is the reality stone. Yep. Um, which is weird because they mention the fact that like she, I, I told you this pissed me off in Thor, 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 no, my miss, Thor Dark World, where I was like, weird how it just so happened that Thor's girlfriend was the one to find it. But I was like, I'm dumb. She literally studies that stuff. And she went to find a place that was showing abnormal um, things uh, waves of something, something energy and then she went in there and then it ended up being like something that actually like the ooze that went inside her was causing her to was causing place. her that yeah. and so that's either that's the reality stone yeah and which then, to be fair it doesn't really do a lot of reality stuff in that movie yes i mean it does a little bit just a little bit i think the which is its main thing that it's supposed yeah, to do control so, reality i know i know but like i think it's more focusing on it being an ether than it being the actual reality stone you know well i mean because they never mention it because they're they don't even say reality stone ever they just say ether mm-hmm. and so they're talking about just some and they don't even explain what the fuck it does they're just like it's just this thing that's which evil. is a whole other problem with thor dark world that's what i'm saying like the they, dark elves made it i don't know why thor dark world all it needed to do was Here's a stone. This is Thor. He's getting happier. He's getting stronger. That's it. Thor's Dark World <laughs> just was not good. Then we got introduced to... And the Dark Elf scene was so short, Then too. we got introduced to the orb in Guardians, which is the Power Stone. That one makes sense. It was a lot of power that if you touch it, it blew up stuff and killed people and super big of a problem. And then the Mind Stone is shown in Age of Ultron, 
right? Because the whole time it was in Loki's scepter, which mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because in Avengers 1, yeah. he like mind controlled Hawkeye and all these other people. Yeah. Also, it's Loki and he's literally the god of mischief. So he's real focused on... It, it just made sense for on, the Mind Stone to be in his like, scepter. Per- perception and stuff like that. So it made sense. Whatever. The Tesseract is... The Tesseract, look. What stone I have is that so one? many problems about the Tesseract. What, what stone is it? It's a space stone. The space stone. Which it does what it's supposed to do. It's a portal, which that's why okay. Loki uses it to open the portal to space yeah. so the Chitauri but can come But other than in. that, it was just like, we're going to use this energy to shoot stuff and we're going to use it in Captain America to blow people up. The Tesseract up. is so bad. Do you think... It makes it seem like they didn't even think they were going to do stones in the beginning. They, exactly. They didn't... They What they probably did was like, they read a couple books and they're like, oh, um, this is cool. Let's use... Tesseract. The Tesseract as a cool power thing. And but all of a sudden break they're like... down, there's a stone Yeah, and then, and then they're probably like, oh wait, maybe we should work with the Infinity Stones and then weaken the Tesseract and make all these other stones if work I together can, stronger. If I hear about the Tesseract one more fucking time. Well, the Tesseract in Avengers... Remember Nick Fury in the first Avengers, he's like, as of now, we are at war. The Tesseract can destroy this planet and the universe. Yeah. And then we get to, no, what, like Infinity War? And it's just like, oh yeah, Thanos yeah. just teleports with it, but he needs all six to blow up everything. Like... <laughs> It was just a bad... <laughs> and then, don't even get me started on yeah. the Tesseract's history. Because it doesn't match. Okay. The Tesseract doesn't match. Tell me. Where does it start? Because look. Oh, man. Captain America, First Avenger. That's where they introduce it, right? Okay. That's where they introduce it. No, I'm listening In to history. <laughs> but not the first time. Yeah. In history, they introduce it because it's from World War Two. Captain America. First Avenger. But it wasn't the first time why, why they showed it, why it. Why was it in Captain America? Oh, because he the f- uses it to... The first time they showed it was in Thor 1. Regular Thor. Wait, no. Captain America... Um, first Avenger. Elrond gets it. I Not mean, Elrond. Red Skull. Red Skull. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm going to okay, say Elrond because so, I'm related to Lord of the Rings. Red Skull uh-huh. wants it mm-hmm. to make all these weapons with energy to win the war. Like Makes Hydra no wants sense. them. Makes no sense. But in the Wouldn't end... Wouldn't it be cool if they did like a transporting thing? Like, oh, we're, we have a bunch of armies... But now we have a thing that's going to transport them there faster or something teleport like that. Them, or, instead of weapons. Which would have connected. So Red Skull touches it, whatever, gets teleported out of there. And that's how he's defeated, quote unquote, because he wasn't beat up. Fucking, he just left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Captain's like, I got to put it in the water. Right? The whole plane, whatever. But the Tesseract fell out of the plane. He, during, he even says, don't touch it. The, the Tesseract says, fell like, it because there. it was burning. He's like, no, don't touch it. And it falls out of the plane. And then he's yeah. like, I got to put it in the water. Then they show in that same movie that they found the Tesseract. Mm-hmm. Howard found it, right? Miles before that, clearly. Like all of a sudden. But I mean, okay, it, we're gonna get it to. Emits energy, I'm so gonna have to talk sense. a little bit about Phase Three with Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel is the next chronologically, right? Captain Marvel is the next chronologically, which is in the '90s or '80s, 90s. which '90s. Mm-hmm. The whole point is they want the Tesseract again. Yeah. Because the scrolls or the Kree, whatever, are fighting over it. Mm-hmm. And they needed it to teleport to that specific space station. Yeah. And at the very end, if you stay after the credits, the cat, which was named Goose, spits it out on Nick Fury's desk. And now they have it again. Right? Nick Fury's desk. They have it again. He's like, Bleh, And he throws it up. And that's how <laughs> the movie ends, after the credits. <laughs> then, chronologically, the next movie... That has it is Thor 1, which came out before Captain America First Avenger. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Because chronologically, it's between the years 2010 and 2012. But Odin has it in his vault, which is what the Frost Giants were trying to get. During that time? Yeah, the Tesseract has it there. 
Are you and sure? then all of a sudden, yeah. Oh, well, that's when they take it back. Remember? In Avengers, where he's like, I'm going to take this back to our vault. But Avengers is 2012. I'm talking about Thor 1. Thor 1, they show the Tesseract in Odin's vault. How did it get there? If in Earth, they had it. Oh, S.H.I.E.L.D. From- had it already. Okay, so you're talking about from S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay, so... They never explained how it got to Odin's thing. And then, in Avengers 1... Shit. That's when Loki's like, oh, I'm trying to get it. And the Tesseract is used to lo- for Loki to appear there. And then he takes it. Yeah. So it went from being on Earth to being on Earth to being in Asgard so to that, being on Earth. Maybe that's the point. Without explaining it. So here's the thing. So maybe that, that brings the point where we never thought that we thought Thor was the first introduction to space. Clearly it was not. It was so much before that, right? It was... Red Skull being teleported somewhere? No. It was Captain Marvel. Yeah, clearly. Captain Marvel. So, I mean, we can only assume that at that time, maybe Odin did have some kind of thing with uh, with Nick Fury. Which is... Maybe <sighs> they did have connections where he was like, fine, you guys are going to hold on to this shit. And you know what makes no sense? Again, this has to do with the order you... of release of movies. Yeah, yeah. Remember when Loki first appears in Avengers? Right? Nick- Loki teleports to that like headquarters, wherever Nick Fury and Phil Coulson and... Maria Hill are, and then Nick Fury looks at him with Dr. Selvig, and he's like, you're not from around here. Are you from space or whatever? Mm-hmm. Where in Captain Marvel, he has himself been to space, met Scrolls, met the Kree people, met Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, all stuff, and he's like totally used to it. But in Avengers 1, where Loki appears, he seems so thrown off, like, who the heck are you? Where are you from? Type thing. That doesn't, mm-hmm. like... Yeah. He and had I, you know what I want to do 90s. is I just want to push that out of my mind. Because at this point, I just want to push that out of my head. That fact of, like, if that's all you had to do was just imagine, like, he didn't react that way. And, and I get it. They had him planned it. way ahead, like no, we brought no, no, up no. in the previous episode. But it just, I don't know. I think that's such a good point. And I think if that's the case, then what are we bitching about? It's just reactions. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not like fact. Like, if we just watch what happened, that's fine. But if we're talking about the way actors react or not actors characters react and like the script and stuff like that for sure that's fucking annoying it doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. it doesn't not to mention him just saying like that like oh um there's a lot of stuff where you're where, the same thing with iron man talking like we said in phase one why the fuck is iron man talking to bruce like oh i've heard of you when clearly they had met before because they tried to explain that they to tried general to get ross him, that they were trying to put a team together and they were trying to get him on the avengers earlier on so like um and then apparently fucking Tony was so involved in it, and then all of a sudden he was like, no, I don't want to be I'm not part of it in Iron Man 2. So there's yeah. so many things that are just like not going to make sense. And, you know, I'm just I'm just happy that all it is is just... You're happy. Ca- no. Okay, you're not happy. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm Good, I'm glad. Thank you. I think I'm, I'm glad because it's just... It's not a huge um, thing when it comes to, like, the shit. <laughs> Man, I could go off and off about this. It's not like a big thing when it comes to actual action that's happening. Like actual events, sure. right? It's still kind of connects. There may be minor things, but that's like expected when such a big thing. The only thing that doesn't fit is people's reactions. That was always our bitching, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why do, why would Fury say that if this? That's fine then. Just scratch it out of your head. You know? like just, This is hard, but yeah. It's hard, but just whatever. Like, just take whatever yeah, you It get. happens. Fuck it. We'll call Kevin Foggy up and be like, hey, man. Just letting you know. Father, daddy. Father, daddy. Daddy, Father. daddy, foggy. Daddy, foggy. I was going to say foggy, daddy, daddy, foggy. And then there's Ant-Man. 
So Ant Man. Ant Man. Nothing wrong with that film whatsoever. Ever. Perfect. Tell me. Accurate. Tell me what's wrong with it. Um. That dad is too rude. The stepdad. No. It's so good. You know, I told you that that was the only film that ever like didn't blow a bunch of shit up because it was just they were all tiny so they blew up exactly they didn't hurt a city they didn't hurt anything and even the building that they exploded it didn't even explode it imploded yeah so they didn't have to clean up anything and it didn't blow anything else yeah wow what a clean movie (laughs) what a clean respected movie and i think i think that one is the same as with guardians of galaxy introduced characters we loved all of them it was funny it was deep. More funny than action, for sure. It was literally another comic relief and right after Age of Ultron. Thing. CGI was fucking amazing. The CGI in that movie, in my opinion, yeah. destroys the CGI in Thor 1, Thor 2, and then, like, maybe the first two Iron Mans. It's so good. Maybe not Guardians, because Guardians was really, really good in terms of CGI. In Age of Ultron, my respects. <laughs> but Ant-Man just blew it out of the park with that CGI. It was just amazing. Yeah, like, how, so how good. can we explain a small person without making you feel sick? You know, like while watching. Let's just it. minimize him with you too. Oh shit. Um. I mean, honestly, that's I know because I. Can't that's all of them. That's all really six. Talk about it with Ant Man because Ant Man's just so it's so good and it's also we've talked about this. It's like you you have to push out the movies out of the out of the order and just talk about the movie. Ant Man's such a good watchable movie. Guardians of the Galaxy is such a good rewatchable movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, good watchable movie. Iron Man three, good rewatchable movie. Winter Soldier, the rewatchable movie to well, watch. That's debatable, but not at all. They're all it literally all of them except for Thor: Dark World. I will rewatch. Mm-hmm. It. Phase two, I can watch any of those six except mm-hmm. Thor: Dark World again Over and again. again. Yeah. Phase one, I could not for and the life quote, of me. I, think I can't we quote the most from those movies. And Ant Man, that's why. I mean, you already said, but your favorite is Guardians. Of I, Phase 2. But Ant-Man's such a close... Ant-Man is my favorite of Phase 2. And that one, like I mentioned before... I think I mentioned it. Overall, Ant-Man and Doctor Strange are my favorite movies in the MCU. Yeah. But Ant-Man and Doctor Strange are like God tier. And of Phase 2, Ant-Man, of course. hmm I mean, this is the problem with us picking these kind of movies. Because we're going to talk forever with them. Well, I mean, we, can, we don't have to go... But you know what? We only have one more episode left to cover Phase 3. And the reason we want to do that is because we can be prepared for Black Widow and we can finally get into details of each one and pick them out one by one. Yeah. So we're going to get to doing that. So we hope you've had so fun, you know, so far arguing with us. I know for some of these, we got a little too serious because we're just really into it. And uh, I mean, should we apologize for that? No, you're right. No, no. I mean, that's exactly the whole point of this. We're passionate about it, so we're going to talk about them. I think in terms of payoff, too, like we mentioned in the first episode, if you're going to spend 13 hours watching something, do I want to watch Phase 2? Absolutely. Fuck yeah. I would rather watch Phase 2 than watch a TV show or a season from a TV show. Mm-hmm. For 13 hours, I can do it. Yeah. And it did what it had to do. It's building up more in the universe. It didn't even feel like 13 hours no, of movie. No, they flew by. Phase two? Well, Ant-Man is not even two hours, neither is Dark World. Know, the other phase, ones phase are. Phase two is supposed to be that many hours. Mm-hmm. It did not feel like that at all. No, they flew by because they're that good. The payoff, the terms of I mean, shit, watching our per... mom and our, my grandma watched it with us. That's how good it was. They were like sitting through that shit. And if like... grandma watches, if Mima watches it, then you know it's good. <laughs> if Mima liked it, Mima approved, it's worth it. Phase two of the MCU she did everything. She told us today. She was like, are we going to watch Ant-Man? I was like... Oh, Phase two really did late. everything it needed to do. 
It's so good. Better than phase one. And it builds up to phase three. With Thanos coming out at the end of Age of Ultron, he goes, fine. He was also in Guardians of the Galaxy, I'll do it myself. Yeah. Uh, What I'm saying is Is that it lead up to... Is that what he's first introduced in Guardians of the Galaxy? God, no. No, he's not. Avengers 1, he comes out at the end, but literally just to turn his face. You want to keep saying God, no to me? Like... My stomach's growling. (laughs) Okay, so that means we gotta get out. (laughs) We gotta get out. (laughs) Okay. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hope you guys are ready for more. And we'll see you next episode. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.